you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two NBA analysts who live with me in my house. My teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Spency? Pretty good. How you doing, Marky? Good. Good, good, good. So it's Sunday. May 28th, 2023, and as of this moment, there is only one game left in the conference championship round in the 2023 NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? So last night there was an incredible game in Miami. Um, Boston was down three games um, to two after coming back from a 3-0 deficit in the series. So my question for you, Spency, is... What happened? So game six, Celtics, Heat, what happened? Well, the Celtics won by one point. Yeah. And it was really close throughout. Um, it was... I Like, I think pretty much everyone... I thought the general consensus was that the Heat were expected to close out the series in this game. Yes. And that's what I thought would happen. Um, the Heat were actually trailing heading into the fourth. Like, it was reasonably close, but they're still trailing. Um, and Jimmy and Bam were having great games, uh, but then they started to turn up in the fourth. Um, and they mounted a pretty amazing comeback. Three seconds left. Jimmy Butler gets fouled um, at the behind the three-point line and then he ices all three free throws to go up by uh one yeah and then there was a inbound play for marcus smart to take the final shot and it barely missed yeah. in and out rimmed out, rimmed out yeah and then out of nowhere a guard Derek white puts up a layup like a kind of crazy like falling forward uh, with a tenth of a second to spare, and yeah. they win the game. And I was looking, for some reason, like I saw some posts, and I saw people commenting about how it was such an amazing play by the Celtics. I was like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> the actual play did not work, but the Heat did not box out at all. They just yeah. assumed that it was done after that shot. Yeah, that there was no, yeah. And they allowed like a pretty short Derek White to just... Get run in rebound. there and get a rebound. And Tatum was wide open on the other side. If the ball had gone to the other side of the rim, it would yeah. have been the same situation and Tatum would have put it in. Well, clearly it looks like the Celtics plan for that. They're like, the plan is immediately hoist that shot and, and everybody net. crash exactly. the net because we might have a second chance at it. And, yeah. Der and notably, Derek White, who made the game-winning rebound, and it, like he barely he, he made the inbound mm -hmm. pass. Yeah. So he ran from the sideline 
full speed sprint off the mm. bounce gets on his, you know, gets on his hands and he just kind of yeah. like gently banks it off the, the glass and in for the win. Um, Marcus Smart, actually, you're right. It put up a good shot. It rimmed out. Like it was, it almost, he yeah. almost cashed it anyway. Yeah. But um, what I found, <laughs> what I find amazing about that game in this series in general, it's like watching the whole game, even though his stat line, Jimmy Butler's stat line was 24 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists and a steal. It still felt like he wasn't having a very good game. Mm-hmm. It still felt that he was not attacking the uh, the rim. He was looking to pass throughout the whole game and kind of he looked a little, I don't know what you were talking about, maybe looked like he had a lack of confidence or something, Marcus, <clears throat> yeah. um, which may, may, may be <clears throat> the case. And then, bam, you know, he was pretty quiet, but still had a double-double with 11 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists to finish it. And both of them did clutch things in the fourth to give them a chance to win. So that's what I find remarkable about this Miami team. Like, they easily could have won that game. They could have been. Marcus Smart misses. The the, the ball bounces way over Derek White's head and lands harmlessly in the corner or whatever. Or White misses the rebound or whatever. It easily could have been a Miami win. And And even though... Tatum had a really good game with a good stat line. Uh, Jalen Brown had a good game, and Marcus Smart had a pretty good game, all 20-plus points. Um, They still barely get past the Heat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like This is what I can't figure out about this Heat team. It's like they always find these ways to almost snatch a victory. Like like they were the differences. They actually came out on the losing end. But on a night where arguably your best players aren't your best players. And even like you look at their shooting percentage and stuff, it wasn't that great, but nonetheless they lose by one on the final play of the game. Yeah. You know, how is it that they do that? Um, <clears throat> I think they just like 60% of it is just defense. Yeah. And um, always just like it, it, they, they, what kept happening was they would get down by like six or eight, and then they just hit a three to just stick around. Yeah. It was basically the whole game. Yeah. And then eventually they were able to make a push at the end. Yeah. And almost slipped away, but then they got it back. Yeah. So I think it's just like never like just letting the lead get too um too far apart. There was at least three points in that game where I think the the um I think the biggest lead for Boston was maybe even 13. I think they got it up as much as that in that yeah, game. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but there was definitely a couple of times where they were up by uh, 8, 10, and it looked like they were going to just keep on going. And I think that's what's remarkable about Miami is that they're able, they never let themselves get too low. They never panic. Um, you know, Caleb Martin, you know, last night had 21 points, 15 rebounds, you know. Gabe Vincent, after missing that game, had some clutch shots and contributed for them. Um, but what what I thought was interesting was the story of, like, the, the shooting story last night was really weird. Boston was 44% um, on 34 for, uh, 34 for 78 shooting, and Miami was 36% on 33 from 93. Mm-hmm. But even though they won overall a field goal shooting, Boston, they were 7 of 35 from 3. So the three ball yeah. was not almost non-existent for them or terrible, whereas Miami was 47% from 
from three. So actually better from three than they were just across the board making their field goals, right? So yeah. it was just like a weird a weird combination of, of stats. They were roughly the same from the, the, the free throw line. Both of them were pretty yeah. good free throw shooting teams. You know, uh, Miami's 79% to Boston's 85%. But it was just kind of a weird game to watch. It was very exciting and a lot of fun to watch. But then, yeah, Smart hit a couple clutch threes when it mattered. Um, I think he they, had, what, half the team's threes? Something like that. Yeah, they only made seven. Yeah, he had four, actually. Yeah, so he had four more. of them. So it's 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 so... <clears throat> It was such a like a kind of an odd oddball game in that in that way, and then it was there's something going on with Jimmy Butler because we're used to him having all of the swagger and being so dominant and all that, but it's amazing still when he's seemingly having an off night, but then when the game's on the line, he manages to manufacture <clears throat> something to give yeah. them a chance to win, like almost out of nothing, mm-hmm. rushing to get to the three, you know, the three ball line while down by two with time running out. And drawing the foul, and then hitting all three. Yeah, and, I, I you know. just Jimmy Butler's shooting was actually horrible. Yeah, he went five for twenty-one. Yeah, he went five for twenty-one, but he hit a key three in the fourth to kind of like to to, to put them back and um, to to close the gap. As you're saying, Marcus, there was a lot of those moments where they just hit a timely shot to kind of like erase the deficit, and then mm, yeah. and then. Um, yeah, and then, yeah. He, then drawing that that foul, but he does. What I was noticing is, you know, we're so we're used to seeing him take it to the rim really strong, and he was doing that, but then like pulling up and like looking for a pass. Like yeah. it looked mm-hmm. like he was just going to take the one on one, you know, mm-hmm. and either draw the foul. Because the thing yeah. about him is like you might as well just do that every time because he almost never misses his free throws anyway. But he seemed to be just a little bit, and you know, we don't we don't know, but maybe he's just a little off. In terms of like maybe he's hurting a little bit, yeah. Um, it, I don't yeah. know. I don't. The he like it seems like they're moving away from a couple players in this series. Kevin Love did not play. Yeah, he's basically benched now. I think. Yeah, There's, and Kyle he had eighteen minutes. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, for eighteen minutes, like he had eight points, two rebounds, three assists. Well, yes. The, I think what happened was that Gabe Vincent got hurt in the fourth quarter of, what was it, game five? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, no, in game, sorry, game four. Um, and that really think that's where the, the it all changed because in game four, everybody thought, a lot of people thought, oh, Miami's going to close it out at home. And this one, they were up, um, uh, they were up by nine in the third quarter yeah. of game four. And uh, Boston goes on an 18-0 run within a three-minute yeah. span. And they just kind of ran away with the game after that. And they just sort of put it all together and just decided, no, we're not, we're not going out this way. Yeah. And then Gabe Vincent gets hurt, and he's basically their starting point guard, right? Yeah, well... At this point, like that's how he's They gave used. him 41 minutes last night. He only had 15... But that was his game back after injury. Exactly. So I, I was almost like, well, maybe you shouldn't have played him for that long. Yeah. Like there was other players who, based on like kind of reasonably low minutes, had like better productivity. Like Struess, twenty five minutes, but he had ten points. Yeah. You know, Kyle eighteen minutes with eight points. Even Duncan Robinson twenty minutes, thirteen points. Or yeah, yeah. So, well, game. The thing is. 
I think what happened with Gabe Vincent out though, Lowry, Lowry had a really bad game in game game five. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look back at like some of the Heat's best games and kind of what Game five was their worst game. Yes. Because like they got beat one ten ninety seven. Yeah. It feels like they're trying to replicate what they did in game three. Mm-hmm. I, that's when they blew out the Celtics. And I don't know if that'll be able to happen again. No. I, yeah. Last night, last night's game was their, in my opinion, like that's their style of game where they just do like the chess match. They make the little adjustments. Mm-hmm. They, when a team goes on a run, they have a way of slowing the game down, getting a stop, getting, and then hitting a key three, you know, and that was yeah. Robinson. We saw him miss like what, like two wide open yeah. looks from three. And he's usually, yeah. he's been really good. You know, again, that was a really good chance to win the series for Miami last night. And just yeah. a few things didn't go their way. And what do you know? This is, yeah, Boston the Celtics snatches, snatches it. Handed like, win there oh, with that it, rebound. Yeah. And again, this is what I don't. <laughs> Boston, even if they end up winning in, in seven games, like I think that the Nuggets are going to beat up on them. Only the because Nuggets are winning the finals. I don't care what anyone says. Like, and the reason I think is like Boston, as we all know, is a really talented team and maybe has, with potentially, some would say, a deficit at coach at the in coaching mm-hmm. and nonetheless <clears throat> are here where they are just because of how much talent they have, but they have that terrible tendency of disappearing, but, yeah. and then having to make up for it and great to their credit. Look at them now. They're in game yeah. seven. But and look I what mean, happened in the last series. They were facing elimination against yeah. Philly down three to two and they won two in a row and Tatum had 50 points in game yeah. seven. <clears throat> and maybe we're all going to be singing a different tune if, and, and after Monday, Tatum goes and does it again and has a 50-game night and they blow out the heat and they're like, make history as the only team to come back, then... I think one thing I think what you need to remember is like, I think the East is way better than the West. I think... I, like, okay, I'd say I think, overall. Overall, I think the Nuggets have faced worse teams than the, than the Celtics have I or mean, the Heat have. And I just think that's the truth. Except the Nuggets like, like, left yeah. no... Space for those other like, teams. That's I, like, that's what you also have to look at. The Celtics are beating up on the Lakers, honestly, and the Heat are beating up on the Lakers. That's what I think, and I think the Heat I, are I also beating that, up on the that's Suns. That's not true. I don't. Maybe, that's, maybe. I the 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 difference is is that the Nuggets, much like the Heat, like now let's be honest though, the Heat have had a couple of bad games, like games four yeah. and five were actually kind of not like they they. Yeah. They took I mean, their foot off the gas. Butler didn't look like himself. Like game five, Butler had fourteen points, five yeah. rebounds, five assists. Like there's, and Bam was a little quieter. Duncan Robinson was, or yeah. is that his name? Duncan Robinson. That yeah. was he was the top performer that game. But that's also because a lot of it was garbage time, and he was yeah. out there. So I, that doesn't even count. With Gabe Vincent out, Gabe Vincent is reduced. Like they suddenly have more problems to overcome. Yeah, I, but I, that said, they still are well coached enough that mm-hmm. they. And they, I think they show yeah, up. They the, show but up. I think, but I think the teams in the East are also like seems that they majority of those teams are way better at performing in clutch time than yeah. like the Lakers were. Yeah. Obviously, the Lakers were terrible in clutch time, and I don't like the Nuggets haven't faced a team that can push it and yeah. stay alive. And like, I, like who knows what the Nuggets like? They don't. It will be fresh if the Heat win this next game, and then they have to face them. With two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's a close game. Like who knows I mean, what's going to happen? I yeah. think here, 
the but Nuggets, the, the, Nuggets the, the biggest margin of victory for the Nuggets and in, in the and against the Lakers, they won by nine points in Game Three, and all the rest of the games, you know, mm-hmm. Game One six points, there Game were Two close five games points, that the and Nuggets, the fi- exactly. Game Four was two points. Like the Lakers yeah, were again, were, but the I just said closed but I, out in clutch time almost every. But game. I don't think it was the Nuggets closing out. I think it was just the Lakers sucking, failing. Yeah, but they suck. If you watch those games; yeah, well, they were just chucking up garbage I mean, and missing. You can be clutch because, on yeah, defense yeah. too. That's the thing. I think. I guess the point. All I care about with the Nuggets is that yes, I agree. They may not have faced a team like that has been playing their their A game or whatever, um, or or well, as, you know isn't as good. It's hard to it's hard to say that like they did face off against the Suns. But Marcus, here's, we have no idea. About I think the Suns. you forgot about yeah. that. The East actually the only the Celtics played what the Hawks and the Sixers and the Sixers, mind you, that was a weird series. In neither team, I would say they either it was they either played horrible mm-hmm. or they had a good game. It wasn't even that like. But again, uh, I'm I'm talking about the, there, there's the Heat and the Celtics left. Yeah, but the Heat beat the Bucks, who had like that was basically the worst situation for the Bucks. Everything did yeah. not fall their way, like Giannis injury, yeah. coaching, like kind of like disaster. Yeah, it was a bat, very bad. Like, yeah, Miami definitely. I think I, that round, got, that round, exactly. arguably, they got a bit of a gift. And the Knicks, like, they're, but there's no question. But that's not. But there's still no question. I don't that think the Heat and the Celtics are some of the best teams I in clutch time in the league, if not the best. They, well, they proven. I don't it. think that's what it has to come down. I to think it is against extreme, the Nuggets. Like, yeah. I, I, I disagree. Yeah, the difference with the Nuggets yeah. is that the Nuggets also they have like, talent and they have amazing coaching. The point they is, the they also they just like, haven't had a bad game yet. They exactly. just, they literally, they, they, they haven't had a game and even in games when they're down, they just like, they were down, uh, in that closeout game, Yeah, hold, they like, were down 15 points. About, they Marcus? were down 15 points at halftime. Have you not seen and they them just, all in the clutch? They just, they just like, completely chipped away and chipped away and the, the Lakers had no answer. But I, I think what Mark Marcus is arguing is that it's more about the Lakers sucking than Denver being good. I but, don't even know the Lakers had some yeah. good games. Lakers are liabilities on defense. Sure. All their entire lineup. Like, they can't play defense. The Heat, like... Well, certainly not against Jokic and Murray, but either can anyone else. No one else can defend (laughs) Jokic. That's the whole point. Jokic just set the record for most triple doubles in a postseason, breaking Wilt's record that that stood since 1967. Like, he's... Yeah, there's no one else saying saying that I don't think the Nuggets... I'm not saying that that I don't think the Nuggets... Are extremely good and if and the best and I think they're the best team in the league. But I'm saying the Heat, <laughs> yeah. the Heat are literally like the best team in the clutch. And I th- like yes. In the yeah. last two minutes, of, okay. last two minutes of every game, they're like super good. The Nuggets haven't faced anybody like that. I agree. That's, like, I, agree I don't understand that I how that's absurd yeah, to say. It's not absurd to it's, say at all. I think the difference is that Denver's good enough on defense, and the, yeah. because it's it, because okay. So let's just let's just you know close out talking about this round so in that game four la faltered uh fell to lost by two points to denver who closed out that game in la and you know lebron you pretty much predicted it marcus you're like you thought lebron was going to do something special that game which he did he had uh you know had 31 points in the first half finished with 40 10 rebounds nine assist almost had a triple double Mm -hmm. had a couple of steals but like the, the most that, emble- to I, me the emblematic thing was him like looked seemingly making a bad decision to drive to the net. I don't. And I then, have a feeling that was the coach's decision. Maybe I don't think. I think the coach was like. And then Gordon was credited exact, with the block. Yeah. Gordon and Murray were all over him, and then yeah. it was just like swatted the ball away. And it was over. They knew LeBron was going to be the guy. Yeah, I was like mad at. 
I think they should have done like a kick out to Reeves it's, or exactly. something. Exactly. He's the one who's been shot. consistent. LeBron had been not yeah. playing as well the second half because he was really tired. Why would you? Well, especially one where he has to actually like overcome with strength. Yeah, like everybody's exactly. draped all over him. It's not. Yeah. And everyone knew he was. It was going to be him. Yeah. That's why. Well, and again, able, that's just. An, that's, you're right. That might just be a coaching. Like they edged. Like they edged them out in coaching. Yeah. I. I seriously. But it's also the same thing again. It's like. It's the longer these series go, the guys who have to overcome like injury and age and all that, it becomes harder. Yeah, it does. And then LeBron, well, even within no the course of that game, game he, he was like, I'm going to go crazy and be unstoppable for two quarters. And then it kind of falls yeah. off. Well, it, yeah, he needs his team. His teammates didn't help him at all. Like yeah, AD didn't have the best game, and yeah. D'Lo was garbage the whole series. And here's something here's something that like makes me question the Nuggets in the fourth quarter. Okay. They only had 19 points in the okay. fourth quarter that game four. Sure, they had 19 points. Sorry, who? Yeah. What? But game what four. did the Lakers yeah. have in the fourth quarter in game four? The Lakers had 22. Exactly. So it was a defensive quarter. Yeah. But again, the Lakers are a bad Except defensive team. Jamal yeah. iced in the fourth quarter. That's what he's been doing. He's been, yeah. What does that change about the offense of the Nuggets? Yeah, I would say, yeah. I can't. You can't say the Nuggets aren't good in clutch time just because there's more to clutch time than the last two minutes. I'd say the last ten minutes I just are the, borderline clutch I said time. The full fourth quarter they had. Yeah. Points. Well, yeah. the Lakers had three more. So Obviously, really, the difference was, was the, the difference was the third quarter mainly. I just think like the good team, the truly good teams, like the championship style teams. Yeah, I mean, the, I would say the deficit, and I don't know if you guys agree. If you're going to criticize the Nuggets, it's like they don't have like a classic rim protector type player. Yeah, but Jokic kind of changes the game a little bit yeah. <clears throat> because he's so unique and special. I guess, but uh, they don't. Maybe they're a but, little weak on defense. Because it's a little, yeah, well, they, it's also they like, prove that they don't need that. AD in the first three games, I swear he had like really good numbers. For yeah. the first three, and it didn't even matter. Yeah, but ha- if you watch the game, Hachimura was rim running and like no sure, one was stopping. But it didn't matter. Yeah. They won the games. Yeah, they are able to make up for it. Yeah, well, the same like even that game one. That game one was the game that LA needed to win in order for them to have a chance in the mm-hmm. series. We already talked about that last week. They had the big push in Q four, and it's like again that the these teams like Denver, it's like yeah. the bend don't break. They they can kind of. They just have a way of not, and Miami has been the same, where they're like, yeah, they yeah. get down, but they're not going to panic. They're down by 10. Yeah. We're just going to get a stop. Now we're going to put up a three. Exactly. It goes in. Okay, no, now we're taking another and we get fouled. Now the leads, they only have a five-point lead. It's just that little, those, they're, yeah. they're willing it's, to slow the game the down and calm things down. And I think, the, my, yeah. My belief is that the Heat are like the Nuggets kryptonite because like, they have Bam, who's an elite rim protector. Mm-hmm. Jokic obviously is not a, an elite rim protector yeah. whatsoever. And <clears throat> Bam is a big dude, and he can post up, and he gets tons of rebounds. It, that's AD. Yeah. AD is an elite rim protector. AD. <clears throat> elite rim protector? Yes. Did you? He had like three it, blocks a game. Yeah, and also not and to also, his rebounding. AD also wasn't, and rebounding. Like, you can't. AD but, is better than Bam Adebayo, and you can't. On defense, he's not. No, no, he's not on defense. He's, he's not, not that far off where it's going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a <clears> tough. <throat> and there's also a, an intimidation I, factor. <laughs> like AD is also bigger. I don't than think. Fan. I, I certainly think. I certainly think Miami. 
at this point, there's no doubt we were, first of all, they just given up three losses in a row, right? Yeah. After being up by three. So they're not the super team. Like they're no. not, they didn't, they could have closed the deal on the game four and they could have, because they were up, they were up by nine in the third quarter yeah. of game four at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't do I it. I also think, I also think the Celtics are obviously a way better team than the Lakers. And I don't think, so like, it, the well, it's just, if yeah. somebody has, if somebody is going to come back, yeah, sure. It's going to be the Celtics. That's exactly, and then, and and that's then what again, I said and then last, last night. And last mm-hmm. night, Boston snatched. Like, they Barely. were up that whole game, and Miami Realistically, still... the Heat, like, I think won the game, and the yeah. Celtics were handed, and, like, they well, got so lucky there at the end. Jimmy yeah. pretty much iced the game and basically won the game. Yeah. The Celtics, the plan they drew up, failed, yeah. and they got lucky. And... Now, well, it's weird. Given... Okay, so let's just let's just okay. Don't even think about it. Just say what you think is going to be the outcome. Marcus, game seven, Miami, Boston. Who's winning? It's in Boston. Who's <clears throat> winning? Um, the Heat. All right. I also have Miami. Okay, so you both think Miami, you know, are gonna are gonna win that yeah. game seven on the road, um, and you just, I kind of agree, and the reason is because there's something about them. Where they just seem like they're, they can just remain on this even keel. Whereas I feel like Boston now, now there's a psychology shift again. Mm-hmm. Boston was counted out, and so every victory was like a moral victory for them. Exactly, you know, and they they're sort of playing for pride. Now they're like, oh, we now we have to win this game. Like I think they're in a mm-hmm. different like headspace, and maybe they're gonna guys are gonna try to do yeah. too much. There'll be too much adrenaline. It's gonna be crazy in Boston on Monday. Whereas Miami again, are, it's almost like they're back to being. The, the underdog. I think that's almost what they need. Now they're back. They're back. Now everyone's against expecting the, wall. the Celtics to win. So now I think they're. Yeah. And it's also that kind of like for a guy like Butler, it's like, well, this is his test again. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like now. Yeah. Can he, can he pull, prove that he's yeah. the, the, this all time great clutch player when they've kind of fumbled the bag a little bit. Um, and, and, and again, game six, Boston was up that whole game. They looked like they were in control almost the entire game, and none and still and their best players played yeah. pretty well. But nonetheless, they somehow, yeah, they couldn't put it all together to just that's a, they, until the very yeah. end. They had their like, let's be honest, pretty lucky. They got pretty lucky, yeah, for sure. So they kind of threw away the win, I would say. Yeah, and and that's that's lucky. what makes me think that Miami is just like the, the somehow has their number or whatever. Yeah, that said, Miami they were up three nothing, and I mean, but seven, you can also so. look at it like this: it's almost like now, forget about what's happened. You could almost view it as like this is a seven game series that just went in a weird order. Yeah, like I don't think it but even matters. The reason we are all so down on Boston, let's let's not forget, is. Game three was so embarrassing for Boston. Mm-hmm. Like the final score was Miami 128 to Boston 102. Like they were so, so bad in game three that it looked like they were basically conceding the series. Yeah. Like that they, you know, and it was it's so you, you always, it's so easy to judge, yeah. what, you know, everything we were talking about. We're like, they have this team has no chance of being the team that comes back. Statistically, yes, but. If they're going to sh- not even show up for a game three when they're, you know, when they're down to nothing and get blown out, then they don't even deserve. And yeah. like yeah. Dave Vincent scored 29 points that, that game, yeah. you know, um, like the career high, they, they got torched by Gabe Vincent and Tatum had 14 points, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Jalen Brown had 12 points 
and their shooting was terrible. And they they totally laid like their backs were against the wall. They're all down by two, and then they they like they stink. And yeah. then what do you know? They win the next. I three. have a feeling that Missoula's not even in charge anymore. <laughs> I think that I don't know who it was. It, it's one of the players I feel like took charge. There was a video. I forget Jaylen what. Game. Well, Jalen Brown, remember the comments yeah, right after I Game Three that. was like, "Don't let us win! Don't let us win yeah. the next one." They're trying to like, I, yeah, you know, exactly. playing that whole game. In Missoula, like I saw this clip of him giving this mini speech in the locker room, and he was basically saying to me, "Like, I'm not doing anything. You guys are winning. Like, good job. Like, I'm just going to let you do your thing." <laughs> right. Which is not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's working. It's working. Yeah, but that's, I don't think yeah. that's because of him. I think it's because it seems like someone else has taken charge. Maybe. Well, maybe he's it's, he's it's the strategy where he's making his team realize that they it's, it's their choice at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Well, a, a lot of coaching is the psychological thing of like sort of challenging, getting inside a team's head to kind of force guys to perform or play for pride like, or whatever it is. It's but, also like. If but you, what did you say, Mark? What did you say, Marky Man? After oh, when you were watching him in this press conference yeah. after last night's game, yeah. I said he he gives he gives me major assistant coach vibes, which is what <laughs> he originally was. Yeah, like just the way he speaks, he just seems like an assistant coach. Yeah, and I mean, is this is this is yeah, his first year? Has he even been? Yeah, who was before? Who was, was Ime Odoka? Yeah. yeah, and that was, was that this season. Yes. So yeah. yeah, he hasn't even had like a full season to coach this team. And I mean, just the way he spot, spoke and like how he how he looked at the game. Yeah, he gave me like not head coach vibes, but yeah. when you watch him on the sideline, like he's not just watching; he is like yelling, pointing, yeah, telling his players what to do. Like I was watching that; like he seemed like he wasn't like just yeah hands I, off. Well, maybe. if you compare that to um, um, what's his name, Miami's coach? Why I'm blanking? Mark Ultra. Yeah, I mean his Eric. whole. You say, who? You say Eric Spolstra? I don't know. Is that how you said Eric? I thought it was Mark Spolstra. It's Eric. Okay, it's Eric. (laughs) Anyway. um, It's not Mark. But watching him, him after the press conference, like he's right away saying like, yeah, it's hard. We've had our, you know, we had a hard season. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to win the next one. Like he's just like basically putting it back on his own team. Like, well, this sucked that we didn't get this victory. But at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. he, he obviously is knows how to get the most out of his players. There's no doubt. You yeah. Know, yeah. They, because again, game six to me, even though they lost, was such an indicator that they're able to show they they're a threat to win pretty much any game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got blown out a couple times, but they did win the first three pretty handily, and then they 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 came extremely close to winning last night's game. So yeah. anything can happen. But I, I, I would imagine, like, I mean, this is my instinct is that even if Miami ends up losing, I bet you it's going to, game seven is going to be a close game yeah. and they're going to be in it right to yeah. the end. I have a feeling that Jimmy and Kyle Lowry are going to step up. I think their uh, experience is going to come through. Yeah, I don't think Kyle will play the most minutes, but I think he's going to no. show up. And I think Jimmy is really going to turn it up this game. And I, it, the Celtics should not win this, and I think that he know that. I feel like Jimmy, he what what he might do, which will be a major factor, is he'll just if he, I mean, he'll have, the problem is again, 
if there is some sort of injury he's nursing, it kind of changes everything. But there's so often that he's so good at drawing fouls because he just takes to the rim so strong, almost always gets fouls. And if you don't foul him, he's going to score. And then he almost always hits his free throws. So he can come away from a game with 38 points, 20 of which are from the three throw line, you know, like that, that's yeah. the kind of thing he can do. I almost think even if he's not cheating well, everything should run through him. Yeah. Because they can't let it, they can't, because let they can't allow, they yeah. have to focus attention. And if all these guys, if all their like bit players, like these guys, you know, the, the guys that we've talked about, these, you know, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, um, Robinson and Max Struess. Um, I think I called him Mitchell Robinson, which is a different guy. Yeah, he's on the <laughs> Yeah. Don't know. Um, Next. Next. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 it's Duncan Robinson. Is that yeah. right? No. Yeah. Um, but he anyway. He's pretty old now, I feel like. Yeah. Well, he was a Division well, three he was player. Like, am I, and, you know, he was like a demon in, uh, in the bubble, I remember. Right. Yeah. But again, like these kind of guys, I mean, they're just, their coach is just saying like, you guys are great shooters. Just get out there and like sink shots when you get an open look. And they've been doing it. Like, you know, yeah. as they've been they've been like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin alone have been huge huge parts of this like of of this Miami run so yeah i mean hopefully they can continue and and you know i think when you have a guy as clutch as Jimmy Butler who's not afraid to be like hey man here take a shot yeah you know take a shot in the fort like they're just dishing to you and fully expecting you to take the shot and make it like it kind of gives you that sense that, you know, I think maybe some of that clutch rubs off on you, you know? I think it does. I think that's why they've done so well is because they trust each other so much. Because, you know, there's like other guys that have the clutch, maybe are considered clutch, but statistically speaking, they maybe they don't make the good pass when they should. And they, yeah, yeah they put like they. That's the thing know. with clutch players is that. You only they remember act, the clutch moments. Exactly. Though, right? You don't but remember the times they missed or the times sure. they made a bad shot or like Kawhi is a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kawhi is like actually like no not he's not a great of a clutch player. Yeah. No. So well, but it's because not. he had that once it yeah. was such an iconic yeah. shot yeah. and a series winning shot that yeah. it just became yeah. and even then and he's, that yeah. was not a I mean, he didn't have a pass in that yeah. moment. So he did hoist it. And because why not? And it went in so yeah. great, but like that was not a good shot selection. No, I think like, that was, was the like, drawn up play, but he was, was getting smothered. And he was, he was getting smothered and he was like falling away yeah. out of bounds on a corner three. Like the it was opposite. a two, it was a two. But. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Even Dame Lillard, actually, his like clutch percentages are lower than a lot of other players. Yeah. Well, it's because he's. Just, well, it's also because like they're he's always just the guy taking it. So yeah. it just that's just bound to happen. Well, sure. And it's the same. Well, well I mean, I wouldn't. Say, it's hard to say with somebody like Steph, but you know, and Steph actually has not even. Well, there's these guys best. that it's just like they're the ones going to take the shot because they're your best shooter. Exactly. And yeah. So it's like you just get more looks, right? So obviously your percentages yeah. are going to end up being. I am always saying. In a clutch, I don't care who it is. If there's an open man, I want it going to yeah. the open man. Yeah. In every almost every case scenario. Sure. Yeah. Well, and even like Marcus Smart, like they were they weren't even shooting very well from three the whole game last night, and the inbound was to Marcus Smart, who had just recently hit a couple, right, and it was heating up a bit from three. It was a contested shot. He barely. I, that I was shot. actually still kind of upset. I was like, that was kind of seemed to be an unnecessary shot like he was like 
He did like a spin and was like fading over two guys. Well, I think I think well, it's because it was just like they. I think the strategy and you mentioned it before might have been maybe. we're just going to hoist it like the second we inbound it, um, yeah. so that there's a chance for we still have yeah, time for the rebound. The boards and then, yeah, because there's still no, like three seconds on the clock because yeah. they actually put after Jimmy's foul. They put time back on the clock because mm-hmm. originally it was at two point one, but once they yeah. reviewed it and called that foul, then it became three seconds on the clock. Was probably, it is probably, the 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 least amount of time that you could have on the clock for an inbound, a shot, and still get a rebound and put it in. Yeah. So they, I think that that was factored in because yeah. what I think what they didn't want to do is like inbound pass. You know how sometimes that happens and you don't even get the yeah. shot up because it's I, just yeah. too. I was you know, expecting a fake three-pointer and a pass to Tatum for the layup. Yeah. Or, or, or sometimes it's that. It's like the fake three-pointer that's really just like the alley Yeah, because like if you look guy, at the that play... Surging on the baseline. Tatum was actually kind of open for the layup when Marcus Smart took that shot because he was the one who ran back to get the rebound. The only person near him, I'm pretty sure, was Caleb Martin or Gabe yeah, Vincent were like small guys. So I think that could have worked too. But Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, so... Let me ask you, just to quickly talk, like, the last thing that, uh, I mean, everybody does, everybody in the NBA, every commentator, and including, like, the Nuggets coach complaining about it, even after the Nuggets win this series, people are still talking about the Lakers. You know, LeBron still gets headlines because he made his comment, he doesn't know if he's coming back. I feel like everybody thinks he is going to come back. I think he he almost has confirmed that he's coming back anyways. Um, He's getting surgery on the foot, you know, the tendon in his foot. Um, But what, Marky Man, like, what do the Lakers need to be a team that could go over like take it over the hump um i think that they honestly need to get a little rid of lebron okay well that's probably not going to happen well it it will i mean it actually might because it might come to happen no 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 it's not the decision of the lakers i think it's a decision of possibly lebron like not wanting to play for the lakers he's yeah i mean he still has a year left on his contract there's no reason for him to leave I just yeah. yeah. Well, the only reason he'd leave is if there was a stacked team he could. So uh, there's a lot of guys that could end up being gone from that team. Yeah. Let's just assume LeBron's going to stay. Yeah. I mean, Reeves could be gone. That um, would be their biggest mistake. Yeah, I, I have no idea what they should do. Like, I know do. what they should do. But you're saying should, you think they because need I think defense. if LeBron, like if if LeBron wasn't around, like it would just create a new vibe around LA of like, yeah. let's just like it's almost just like a. Yeah, an underdog type thing. I feel like they would end up just giving off like, yeah, Miami Heat vibes, just because it's just like they they like there's Austin Reeves and now all these guys are going to step up and now there's it, it would be more of like a cooler dynamic and sometimes that's just I, I don't feel like, know. Yeah, I think they actually have a good formula. What they need, I think they just need to replace D'Angelo Russell if they can get a guard who's consistent, who can get twenty a night. Yeah, that's not yeah. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, then I think and that'll not, get them over. Yeah, and do not get rid of Reeves. Do not get rid of Rui. I think the Reeves situation. It's not even that they. I think his contract it, is yeah, such that it's like it's not even up to them. It's that no. they can only offer him a certain amount based on. I can't. I don't know how it all. They can offer like, and then it's like if another team offers him more, it, that's yeah, just about it's money. If they're willing to pay him. I just think. I don't know. I honestly think LeBron is just too old at this point. Like I, well, that's no what I'm saying. They need, yeah. they need a young guard 
who can take the game into his hands if that's yeah. what they need. Let's not forget they, beat, get, they beat the seven team. Granted, the seven team basically beat themselves because of the, because of the whole Morant situation and Adams being injured and blah blah blah. They also beat the defending champs, who again, as Steve Kerr said, he he kind of conceded there weren't really a championship team the way they played in the regular season and whatever else. They just you know yeah. they they aren't they aren't what they used to be, and not to mention they have their whole locker room problems. So, but to the Lakers' credit, they were a very low seed that almost didn't make the playoffs, came back and came back on LeBron James's back, mm-hmm. let's remember, from a ton of problems, made a trade, and then be, and then got to the Western Conference yeah. Final where they finally, and were in all of those games, exactly. uh, even though they got swept. It's not like, no, I agree. And Le, the, 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 the important thing is LeBron himself also knows that he's not what he once was, right? He's still a great mm-hmm. presence, and I think he could still yeah. be a great leader on a team if they had the right formula. Yeah. But it does kind of feel like it's the kind of thing where, oh, do we go out and get, do we try to get Kyrie? Yeah. I, if any team would take Kyrie and it could work, I think it would be the Lakers because LeBron and Kyrie work well together together yeah. and it's proven. Well, what if they oh, do yeah. something else where it's like get Freddie, you know? Exactly. They could get Freddie. Get Freddie and another, like maybe they try to get a bit like a big time defender. You know, as well. I I just think they need a young guard, yeah, who's consistent. That's I think that's. And, the other thing know. is though, like, AD can't stay healthy for an entire yeah, season, and they have to be prepared. There's always there's going to be a chance, like, if because to me he's the he's the real key. When if he isn't on the yeah. floor, they're but kind that's of, why they I kind was kind of like so confused in the Nuggets series because he was actually playing consistently well every game, yeah. and it did kind of come down to D'Lo, who wasn't even getting ten. Pre- points yeah and he was starting and yeah, i don't know i mean well he had yeah and could, that one in game three he had three three exactly. points three All rebounds and four assists in 20 minutes on one for points. eight field goal if you okay yeah. well let's talk about if you are considering like if you want a guy like that's not even close to d'lo in his whole play style or just like a more consistent point guard i don't think fred van vliet is your choice because fred van vliet had a bad season. He had terrible shooting percentages. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't know. Turnover ratio, like turnover. I, I not think good there was. For, for, I don't yeah, maybe. think he I really mean, enjoyed this season. I'm going to be honest. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, there yeah. was some bad vibes. I don't. In I don't Toronto. think. I think you're right. I, I don't want to overestimate how good Freddie is, and I don't think. But Freddie, I'm still saying Freddie yeah. this year is would have been better than D'Lo was in the playoffs. I think so too. Like easily, like, and also yeah. we know that Freddie. Even if he's not the most consistent, he's just he a can better turn up. Yeah, still, he's also I think he's just a better like ball handler. He's a better ball, ball handler, handler better and ball playmaker. Is, yeah, that's what didn't suffer. His playmaking didn't suffer this year. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Good old rap. So, what do you guys Anyways. think about uh, what's his name? The assistant Adrian so, Griffin. Yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah. cool. Adrian Griffin's the first time being a <laughs> yeah. head coach. Our assistant coaches to, get snubbed all the time. Yeah. Well, apparently, a. Uh, um, Nick Nurse pulled out of negotiations with um, the uh, the Bucks, and then yeah. and then the other factor was that Giannis basically vouched for Griffin, and so mm-hmm. that kind of sealed the deal. That like Giannis yeah. was like, I think I'm I'm fine with yeah. you know, but that's like it's pretty crazy for them. Like they're every well, I mean, including myself, I thought they might be the champs this year, and when. Everything being what it is, like with Miami and Boston, 
I kind of think a better final ultimately would have been buck, just Bucks b- basketball turn books Bucks Nuggets. That would be cool. But like now they got a first year coach after a f- first early round exit. Yeah. Like, does this make them like? Is this make them worse, better? Like theoretically, well, I, it makes I them worse. I don't think it makes them right. better. Like here's the thing: there's been a lot of people complaining. Like so many seasoned coaches were fired this season. Yeah. And it's like they've been coaching great teams for years and there's one season where a lot of things kind of fall through that's not even up to coaching. Yeah. And then they're just like getting rid of them. Yeah. A new coach is not going to make Giannis's injury heal. Well, right? I, it's like no. I think is it like I don't even, even what I think teams are thinking is like no matter how good the coach is it's just a new like it's, it's a, a new, new coaching star. formula, yeah. right? It's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, we t- other teams don't know how to expect the offense is going to be different, right? Yeah. Things are going to be different. That's just how it's going to be. So, I mean, if if who knows? Even may- maybe if Adrian Griffin isn't even the best head coach, maybe the Bucks can do something for one season yeah. while the team while it's still fresh and teams don't know what to expect. I yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Some teams and also, like, like Nick Nurse won a championship in his first year. Yeah. So exactly. it, it could easily happen. And the, But again, like it, the worst thing, I think, from the for me and the Bucks pers- perspective, it's like everybody's a bit older. These guys that, mm-hmm. you know, Holiday was injured, had some injuries. Um, Middleton was battling injuries all year. Brooke Lopez, like, pulls, like, <laughs> becomes a better player and almost becomes defensive player of the year at his age, which is insane. Yeah. And it's like now he's just one year older too. It kind of feels like maybe I, they're at an, the I, very tail end yeah, of being able I to bring this group, more. this group back, and run it back with this kind of core group. Like yeah. maybe they got to retool it a little bit. Maybe they're they gonna. Bring in, they might have to dump Middleton and uh, Brook Lopez, and I'd say two years. I think they've got one more season with these guys to be a contender. To be a contender, and then I seriously don't think they'll be able to maintain that. For yeah, because it does feel that it's sort of like you don't want to waste too many more years of of you can't Giannis be either. Giannis. So it's it's kind of a it's it's whatever it's it's dicey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just that was a little bit of Raptors news. I, oh, I mean, it's not really Raptors news. We still don't have a head coach. What do you guys think? Just one last thing on the Raptors. Um, what do you think of the fact that that looks like they interviewed Steve Nash? Huh. Terrible idea. I don't, well, I, here's the thing. I, I think I had talked about this. The, the whole Nets thing was not Nash's fault. So yeah. I think he, he could be a good coach. I honestly just don't know. Yeah. I think he was kind of handed the worst situation possible. And I tend to agree. It's, I don't think we can judge him as a coach based on what no, he's. I don't, I don't know, but uh, players like Kevin Durant was like openly said, he didn't like Coach Nash, like as a coach. Well, so right. Katie has never said that about any other coach. Yeah. So there's clearly something different about Nash. He yeah. had KD and Kyrie and James Harden, and he couldn't even make like the slightest thing work. He yeah. couldn't he like did, at well, least actually, try his heart. Guess what he did? Remember the uh, insane winning streak until Kyrie left. Or was that Nash? No, or was that the other guy? 
No, because yeah, no, that, that was that, the other. That was yeah, the other was coach. Like, he was there. already out that the door. Probably. Yeah, he was out they the tur- door. Yeah, they turfed him, door. and then they right. brought in. Okay, yeah. but I, I but, anyway. But like, I, I, my, I think there's like too much of a like what I would call like a romantic appeal, being that Steve Nash is yeah. Canadian to come and Canadian, you know, Canadian coach a Canadian team and all of that stuff. I think yeah. a lot, there's a lot of sort of like I sentimental reasons to exactly. want for people to want it that aren't necessarily basketball reasons. I don't know. I, I can't judge him as a coach or not, but he was brought in as like, I think to coach that team or it's like, here's your like all-star superstar team. You know, you got a mm-hmm. super team. We need like a, a certain personality yeah. type to be able to relate to these guys. And it just didn't work yeah. at all. Wait, yeah. did I see that we interviewed JJ Redick? Oh yeah, huh. I, I, something like yeah, and the other yeah. people are. That's another weird. Yeah, one. I wouldn't like. He'd probably be okay. Yeah, he does. Well, seem now like it, he, what's weird is like now you lost your assistant, so that's off the table. Well, we we and another, cleaned house, and then another but, team thinks that that guy's good enough to be a head coach. So uh, now now you're well, down two yeah. options. I'm pretty sure we actually like fired every single coach on the team, pretty much. Yeah, and I and now there's complications with Becky Hammond was an option but now yeah. she's involved in a controversy oh, I, uh, I, I didn't know in the WNBA right um, so like, who knows I don't even like I I think we get uh, I hope we get what's his name uh, I always Sons forget the guy. coach's name yeah the son's um, guy what's, Robin Monty Williams Monty Williams, Williams. yeah, yeah. I, that's who I want he's a good coach yeah give me him yeah and hopefully we make at least a couple moves to kind of give us a bit of a you know, if the, that Portland deal that yeah. we, that we talked about potentially and picking up an a, a earlier round pick, like something like that, could be really. I th- cool. I I don't. People are complaining about that package, but I think it is an amazing idea. Yeah, we'll we'll see. All right, fellas. Well, uh, I think it's time that we turn back the shot clock and Euro step our way into the past for time travel trivia. All right, so as you guys know, um, we're in a, a historic moment already with Boston being down three games to none and fighting and forcing a game seven. Um, it doesn't happen very often um, in any sport that has seven, seven game series. So I'll start with the easy ones because obviously you guys know um, more or less what's been what's been going on and you've heard all the the reporting on it. So how many, including Boston, how many times in NBA history has a team, and I'll, I'll ask you first, mm-hmm. Mincy, how many times has a team forced Game 7, including four, Boston? Uh, four times. That's right. This is only the fourth time. Now, what's interesting about the NBA is that um, the, the, no team has been successful doing it. So in 51, uh, uh, the, the New York Knicks... Um, managed to push it to Game 7 against the Rochester Royals. Uh, in 94, Western Conference second round, uh, the Den- Denver Nuggets uh, pushed it to 7 um, and against the Utah Jazz, came up short. And in the 2003 um, Western Conference first round, the Trailblazers um, managed to uh, push the Mavericks to the brink, but then the Mavericks won that game, and that was with, uh, you know, one of the the great Mavericks teams with, with Dirk. Mm-hmm. So, and what's remarkable, 
um, out of the, like there's been 151 NBA teams that have fallen into an 0-3 deficit and only four have even forced a game seven and none yeah. have ever won. So that's like already it's, they're in like a tiny, tiny group that have actually ma- managed yeah. to get to the game seven. Yeah. So, all right. So here's a, my next question f- for you. We're going to, we're going to go to another sport. So, um, in Stanley cup playoffs history in hockey, 204 teams have faced a 3-0 deficit in a best-of-seven series. So how many teams have forced a game seven, Marky Man, out of 204? 11. That's... No. Six. Okay. You were, you were high and you were low. Eight. <laughs> nine. That's right. So there were, it happened uh, nine times, but at, remarkably, out of those nine, four have actually been the winners. Yeah. So it's happened four times. I mean, I feel like that's much more possible in hockey just based on how the scoring works. Maybe. I mean, I don't like, really... I, well, I, I mean, just, just because, like... There's also been more, right? It's happened 204 four times versus in the NBA. Um, there's only been 151, so there's just more opportunities for it to happen in the first place. Yeah. So I think things kind of average out. The more it keeps happening, then... I mean, yeah. So um, the, mo- the most recent one, actually, I believe was... Uh, uh, let me have a look here. The most recent one was... Um, the 2014 Western Conference first round finals where um, the, uh, the the Sharks blew uh, an 0-3 lead. Um, oh, sorry. That was a successful one. Yeah. So they, they that was the most recent. It was in 2014. So the Kings overcame an 0-3 deficit and won the Los Angeles Kings over the Sharks, but the uh, which is pretty remarkable. But the most famous one probably of all time is the 1942 Toronto Maple Leafs were down... <laughs> Oh three in the Stanley Cup final and won at home. Wow. It's game seven. So like that's yeah. pretty pretty incredible over the Red Wings. And so the only other sport that of uh, the major sports in North America that have the seven game series is major league baseball. So question for you guys is how many times has a team pushed it to seven in baseball? Well, there's gonna be less because there's five game series. So well, you just said there's seven. No, like there, there's oh. five and seven, and I think it's oh. also changed over the years, like the playoff yeah. structure. So I don't know how many. They don't. They don't even. Okay. I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'll say three. Six. Four. Five. <laughs> Eight. All right, you're getting you're getting colder. One. Whoa, whoa, whoa you only get two guesses. <laughs> two. That, that worked out for you. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, anyway, there's only been two. So the most recent was actually there's only two teams that have forced a game seven. So uh, in the uh, 2020 American League Championship Series, the Astros um, yeah. were were down three. Um, and uh, 
and they, they, it was it was put that was like a, a neutral site COVID um, pl- playoffs. Yeah, I think but, I remember uh, that. They they uh, um, they they forced the game, but then ended up they they forced um, sorry uh, game seven, but ended up losing anyway. Um, but the most perhaps the most famous of all one of the one of the greatest comebacks in sports history was the 2004 Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series against the their hated rivals the New York Yankees they were down 0-3 against the Yankees came back and won that game um and they were actually um they were trailed in the ninth inning in game four before tying the game and eventually winning in the 12th inning. That's the craziest. Right? So, like, completely as close to losing as possible. Yeah. That would be the best yeah. series ever. And then, uh, and they also trailed by two runs in the eighth inning of game five before tying the game in that inning and eventually winning in the 14th. Wow. So, by like the tiniest of margins, <laughs> yeah. they just kept squeaking back into those games. And then they went on and they won the World Series that year. And that was their first. World Series since 1918 at the time. So Red Sox, uh, yeah. Really? So the 2004 win, and they've won a, few, a couple times yeah. since. But so it had almost, you know, it had been whatever that is, 88 years or something yeah. in between, wow. um, in between World Series wins. So pretty tough. But I think I think you guys agree. If any, you know, now it's just one game, and Boston's playing at yeah. home. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's pretty remarkable that no teams ever pulled it off in NBA history, but I feel like the law of averages starts to suggest that they Boston definitely has a great chance to win this game and be the first ever. Yeah, uh, and so we'll see what happens. And then this time next week, we'll be talking about. Both of you seem to think we're going to be talking Miami, and uh, and I do too. I think you know I have a feeling Miami is going to pull off the win. Miami Nuggets final, and we'll already be a couple game couple games deep into that. Um, so that'll be an interesting series. Um, I think the NBA probably kind of hopes that Boston pulls it off because it's probably a little bit bigger of a fan base and better ratings. But already, like, the, there's a ratings problem because it's the Nuggets in the mm-hmm. final and not the Lakers. So whatever, who cares? Yeah. It's, but for basketball reasons, I think it's going to be fun to watch. No matter. I think what. for basketball, like true basketball fans, yeah, I think they'd want to see Nuggets Heat. Yeah. What do you think, Marcus? What do you think is going to be like a better, from a basketball-only perspective, what's better? Well, as I said, I think the Nuggets should be more scared of the Heat than the Celtics, so I'll okay. go with the Heat. All right. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. The best that basketball fans can hope for, if you're a true basketball fan, is a Nuggets-Heat final. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited for the final, for the championship round. I'm excited for Monday night's game. Game six was incredible between Boston and Miami. I think game seven is going to be just as incredible. So uh, we'll let you know how that all turns out when uh, when we, we we come back next week, which I which will be June something. My goodness, it's already June. Can you believe it, guys? We're almost, almost halfway through the year, hmm. and summer is uh, coming real soon. So anyways, until then, listener, take it easy. See ya. I got nothing else to say.